heavy, real heavy. All right, man. As we know, life is full of surprises, both good and bad, and the day-to-day journey is full of unforeseen obstacles, and sometimes it's hard for us to see our way through. Beyond the normal mundane or where unscripted dreams live, join us for thought-provoking discussions and interviews to help us navigate through the fog and create our own path. We are the Unscripted Dream Podcast, operating outside the margins to motivate and inspire our audience. So people, um, today the episode is knowing your audience. Knowing your audience. Um, simply knowing your audience. You know, it's as simple as it sounds, you know, like talk to your audience, you know, ask your friends, relatives, what things would they look for if they were, you know, um, interested in whatever you're talking about. So say you got a product and you're trying to sell it to them. How can you uh, gain their membership or how can you get them to buy into what you're selling? Doesn't necessarily have to be a business or a product. It can be as simple as you just speaking to somebody so they can comprehend what you're saying to get something done. Anything else you want to add on to that, Marcus? Yeah, when you think about like understanding your audience, knowing your audience, like one of the key questions is just, do these people really care what I like what you have to say? Like that's and then it's, you know, knowing 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 your audience is the same as like reading the room. And there's an EQ piece to it as well. That's a throwback. That's a throwback throwback if you're interested in that uh, episode. But but uh um but yeah, I really think um, what I guess what I kind of trying to get across in this episode is understanding how important it is to understand and know your audience, because like we find a lot of times we can get into find ourselves in conflict. And it's just because we didn't understand the like we didn't understand the right way to uh, kind of read the room and know what to say and what not to say. And um, if you can kind of, you know, sometimes be in a situation where saying less is more and just like understanding that it can like the outcomes can be drastically uh, different. Precisely, man. Um, I agree with you on that one tenfold. So when I think of knowing your audience, I think of like, how are you as a person? Um, I feel like that determines on how good you are as far as quote unquote reading the room or being a facilitator of conversation, you don't necessarily have to be a um, extroverted person by any means necessary to carry a good conversation or knowing how to execute something socially. It's just more or less, do you actually meet what's, you know, whatever you're intending to get across, is it being picked up and conveyed in the right manner? That's literally what knowing your audience is um, to me, to every, to a lot of people. I mean, literally, it's just about, it's that direct. It gets no more clear than that, okay? So the point I'm trying to get to, or what I'm trying to explain is, I feel like one of the best ways or segues or outlets you can do that is being out there getting experience, which would be like dabbling in different cultures or crowds. You can do this a lot more efficiently and effectively by just simply um, being online. You know, you can do this by being on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't necessarily have to be um, face-to-face conversation. It doesn't even have to be voice chat. You can communicate and convey messages to people um, very well, even on something as simple as Instagram. You know, there's people that actually have full-fledged businesses and market properly on Instagram. Actually really good. So good that 
corporations probably cut them six figure checks because they're like, damn, how did you get so many followers? What's your strategy? What's your business plan? If you have one, you know, yeah. it's just one of those type of things. Like, um, I think that, uh, you know, it's just more or less just knowing like how to get someone's attention, you know, whether that's good or bad. Um, what's that statement? They say all news is good news, good or bad, or, you know, it actually like brings attention to people. You know what I'm saying? I probably messed up those yeah. words. I know what you're saying, but I think listeners know. Yeah, I think I'm saying all publicity or something like that along the sorts. Yeah, yeah, you're on track. It's something okay. like that. Man, we know. We know, we know. <laughs> okay, cool. So I guess my question to you, Marcus, is would you encourage somebody that's really trying to expand their business or trying to expand their simple social network or just trying to like find friends and get along, you know, just you know, whether that may be even simply be, you know, maybe they're in the dating market, you know what I'm saying? They want to get their name out there. Like, I'm just giving you examples, but what do you think about um, people dabbling in cultures and crowds? Like, what's your take on that? Uh, We ain't going to talk about no dating stuff, man, because that... Oh, man, come on now. I don't don't particularly, or I'm not, don't ask me for relationship (laughs) advice, bro. You'd be single (laughs) for sure. (laughs) You'd ask me, but... but, uh, no, nah, I think like when we're, I think it's all about your object, like your objectives too. And it depends on what you're doing. Like if you're dating and you're trying to craft this, you know, persona, that's another thing you have to understand what like people, a lot of dating apps are superficial anyway, been a while for me, but they're all pretty superficial uh, for the most part. But, but um, at least last time, man, years, years for me, but, um, uh, but but I think when you're looking at like I, it also comes back to like being accepted too. So when you think about like trying to understand your audience, is it like sometimes I'm in certain rooms and man, I don't care what these people think about me. I'm not trying to get like sometimes I'm just somewhere because I have to be there, you know, and but I'm not there to make friends or, you know, like. I'm not there to prove a point or win anybody over. Like, I just kind of have to be there. So I think it's part of, like, what your objectives are, too, uh, when you engage with other people or, like you were saying, Joe, with different um, communities. You, I think you kind of have to understand, like, what's going to offend somebody or what kind of what topics are taboo or you can't, like, bring that stuff up. And then there's an extra – I think there's a, a difficulty, like, modifier that's kind of been added when we're kind of going into things because of uh like woke culture, like sometimes I'll be like, man, I'm just not going to say anything. Cause I mess around to offend somebody and oh, you weren't even trying to like, you just are like being yourself in there, but you know, something that was not offensive at all two months ago is now offensive today. You have to be, you know, mindful um, of those things. So it's, I think the, I think the amount of eggshells that she had to walk on if you want to be like in some of these groups, like kind of a bit too much for me. I just keep to myself. But I think that's a, I don't know, man, it goes into like being accepted by other people, having other people like you and things like that. And I don't know, man, that's, man, that's tricky for me where I'm at right now. But what do you think about that? I mean, yeah, it's a slippery slope. Definitely, man. You know, um, I was blessed with the opportunity, to, um, you know, from an early age to kind of like dabble in between cultures, 
And by me being a person of color, a black young male, you know what I'm saying? Like my parents made sure I integrated with, of course, people that are such, you know, that are derived from the same background as myself, as well as, um, you know, dealing with people that look nothing like myself. You know, their whole idea or their whole focus was like, you know, you're primarily going to deal with people in your life, especially in a professional world that look nothing like you and you live a totally different lifestyle. So it's best for you to really understand how they think and integrate with how they think as well. So pick up on some of the things they do too. So it would make life a lot easier for you um, future spec. But also don't forget where you came from. You know what I'm saying? How can you not interact with your own people? These are the people that got you, that should be backing you up. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, while you're out there doing great things um, and pursuing your life, and you know, breaking down barriers and uh, proving people wrong and changing their opinions about um, you know how you how how black people, for example, are perceived. You know what I'm saying? I get off on that. So I imagine it's just like that for anybody else in a different culture, like that's been raised from that same uh, point of view, is to prove people wrong. You know, be the difference. But um, that's not what this episode is about solely. But but what I'm saying getting- that. By saying this thing somewhere else, <laughs> but what I, what I'm trying to say, man, I'm not trying to uh, be an activist or you know, I always preach positivity. That that comes first, but you know, um, as far as like knowing your audience, though, that's that's kind of what it takes. You know, what I'm saying for you to be really good at it, um, you know, you kind of have to keep practicing and doing that until you feel like you've conquered or mastered that skill set. You know, what I'm saying it's not something that you learn overnight. Because imagine me living in a society or culture where everything's the same. My neighbor, we all live the same. We all eat the same. We all celebrate the same stuff. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be gridlocked into that mindset when I go out there in the real world and I'm exposed to all these different type of people. A few words that I say and how I say it will easily offend this culture because they don't like the way I talk. Because, you know, coming from Black culture, you might talk a little bit aggressive and you don't mean nothing by it but versus another culture you know they're offended they think you're about to go stab them or punch them in the face or something and that's totally not where you're getting at you know um hence why they call it the angry black man so to speak but (laughs) but you know some people get that but um what i'm trying to say is like that might not even be your intent at all and for you to, you know, break down those barriers and everything, you really have to know your audience. You have to know what uh, their uh, their temperament is, like their levels, where they are, you know, racist or not. Even if they're racist, you know, you need to understand their temperament and you need to understand like where you can be. Like Marcus said, like, you know, it's crazy how we all have to walk on eggshells now. Like everybody can be easily offended. And that's very true, man. You know, it only takes like a few words, three or less, sometimes where you know you're canceled you're out of there you know and it can get you canned fired for whatever circumstance but anyways um what i was saying or what i'm trying to get to next is just giving you like some examples of like you gotta wear a couple of hats man you can't just wear your own hat so to speak like in your own comfort in your own space yes you can wear your own hat you can live how you want to but if you want to be dominant or good at knowing your audience and being effective at it, especially if you're an entrepreneur or something like that, you're definitely going to need to wear multiple hats, especially via conversation. 
you know, there's always a joke with my buddies and some people that I talk to, like there's that light switch, you know, it's like night and day, like you flip that switch on when it's business mode and business needs to be handled. And then you got that switch where you turn it off so you can, you know, salvage a piece of you or what's left of you, you know? <laughs> Everybody has, most people have that, like that code switch. Like, yeah. you know, you can't go to work and do the same stuff you do in or talk to people the same way. Yep. Like everybody does that. That's not, it's like, that's not a cultural thing. Like people, when you're with your friends and with people, you know, that you're comfortable with your actions are different than, do you think the customer service person you're talking to on the phone is that nice all the time? Sometimes. No, no they're not. <laughs> as soon as they get off that, as soon as they get off that phone, they be like, man, let me tell you about this. Let me tell you about this person and stuff like that. Like, yeah, something that I think that's, that's rare. Like people are playing, like they're playing roles. Like when you're at work, you're playing these these roles. I think that's why synergy is important, you know, um, because it helps with you be more like authentic. Like when I go to work, like my, you know, that job, like I'm being authentic with people. So it's not like I don't feel like I'm being nice. I'm just like trying to help people, you know. But but it's it's one of those it's one of those things where like you have to know that you can't talk like we all know, most well, most people know that you can't just be talking to customers any kind of way and get away with it if you're not the boss. You know, because there's there's a like there's there, there's a price to pay if you do that. So, um, man, everybody, man, everybody close switches for the most part. That's that's a joke, man. That's a what, joke. What I got a question for you, man. As far as like knowing your audience and adhering to people, knowing that after we didn't explain like code switching and know when to turn it on and turn it off. How about when you add what age group do you think is the difficult, the most difficult age group? Uh, like 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, teenager, where it's hard for you to um, kind of like relate to young and old. Like, what's what do you think is like the most difficult age group? I think currently, like that 30s, I think it's hard because like you're a little bit out of touch with the old people and you're definitely out of touch with the younger people. And, you know, it's kind of hard for me to find a balance to like, hmm, I might be getting a little too old for this shit. And then, you know, you might be thinking about other <laughs> shit where you're like, oh, you know what? I'm too young for this. I'm not old enough yeah. to be out here hanging with y'all old folks. So, like, I think 30s is the most difficult time for me. But how about you? Yeah, you make a good point there. It's like you're not quite there yet. Like you, you're too old for some stuff, but you're not quite old enough to be in a different kind of way, so kind of in this limbo. You wonder why like people have like midlife crisis and stuff like that. It's because you're, <laughs> it's because you're like in between. Like you're yep. just trying to figure. Like there's a point in your life where you're just trying to figure it out. Like when you're in your, like at least for me, when I was in my twenties, like I was trying to figure stuff out. Like I was just trying. Like I think I was more so, like just trying to have fun and stuff like that. I wasn't really thinking, like long term. But then when I get a little bit older, it's like, well, all right, you can be doing this stuff forever. You know, it's it's like something has to like shift because you start trying to prepare for the life that you want to have long term um, as you get older. But I don't know. I think it's one of those, I think it's one of those things where like when you're in your thirties, it's like, man, we both know people that are our age. It's like, how are you, like, how are you partying like this? Like, it's like, how are you able to do? Like, how did your body not shut down yet? <laughs> are you still blacking out every weekend on the regular? <laughs> how's that work so so i think it's one of those it's one of those things where you transition and yeah when you're older i think like some of those experiences they just look they just look different but um 
I think that, yeah, like you're, you're kind of growing into your, like your older, like just your older self. And it's just a transition because you're, like we, we develop new interests. What we did like, you know, we didn't like anymore. And then sometimes we kind of remove ourselves from certain things. Like there's certain things I haven't done. Like I might not, can't think about it. I can't, like you might not do something for, um, like two, three years, and then you revisit it. You're like, oh, man, I really used to like this. And then you go back and do it. Like, I don't care about this anymore. <laughs> you know? So it just, that just kind of happens. Like we grow, like we just kind of grow out of things. Like it's funny to think that we think about growing out of stuff as a, like an adolescent to adult thing, but as adults, we grow out of things too. So it's just, I don't know, it's all part of, it's all part of progression. It's normal. So as far as the struggling, man, um, would you say the terminology is what gets you the most possibly? Like, for example, like it doesn't even have to be young or old. It could even be like in the work setting. Like um, I can give you example, like from my piece where I have huge frustrations um, with my job. Like, so I'm kind of an anomaly a little bit, how I do things and how I kind of came into what I do. Like I was gamed up to like do code from a developer's mindset. So like I can um, speak that language or that terminology, so to speak, with, with some of the best of the developers, right? I'm not saying I'm the best coder out there, not even close, <laughs> but I know what I'm doing. And so it's just more or less just like, how do you explain what's being done in detail but not too much detail to someone that doesn't have any idea what's going on. And oftentimes that's management. So, you know what I'm saying? Like that's usually my struggle as far as like bridging the gap, as far as like, Hey, I know what's going on. I know what's happening, but how can I explain to this person in the most simplest way possible without making them feel dumb or, you know, incompetent. And how can I convey that without me sounding harsh you get what I'm saying? There's like a lot of checks that you got to do there because you know how managers are. Man, managers got that ego. So you get what I'm saying? Yeah, that's like, true. Yeah, that's right. You're right. <laughs> so so how, how how do you tackle that? Do you ever go through that? Do you ever think about that kind of stuff? Or have it depend on, Yeah, it depends on the level of ego. Yeah, somebody that used to, kind of weird now. I want to do an episode on how I've transitioned from uh, people boss to my own boss and how it's, 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 it's interesting. been interesting. It's been interesting. It's been an um, interesting experience, but I think that you have to gauge, it goes back to EQ and just gauging like where that person is at. Like some people, like I've had, like people are skilled in different areas. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things where like me, like, you know, having that leadership experience, like there's sometimes that the people that work like that aren't, like technically at your level, they're skilled, like exceptionally skilled in other areas. Mm-hmm. Like you can have a project manager that's really good at managing people, yeah. but technically they're not skilled at all. They're just great to lead a project, put the pieces where they need to go. And sometimes I've had things where I was like, just, I was like, I trust you, like break it down for me, like dumb it down if you have to, because we're a team. Like, and that's, but that's where everybody's different. And some people want, like some people make the mistake in thinking that because you are more skilled, that you should just be the best in everything. But sometimes you're like the leadership can compliment like someone who's an all-star. It's like a coach. Like you can be the coach, but you're not on the floor shooting, like shooting the shots. Like, but you're the coach. So you help like 
you you facilitate like greatness. Like you push your team to greatness, you know, and that's your role, you know, and you're compensated for that, you know, and it's, I don't know. I think like you said, Joe, it's, it's an ego piece, but you have to like, man, I, I, I have supervisors. I'm like, listen, what do you want? Like once I figure out what they want, because it's not like, I think the thing about this and what's important is that like, you don't have to win every interaction. And if you're with somebody and you find like, and you start to understand like, yeah, these people just, like they want to prove that they're smarter than everybody or they want, like they want to feel like they have the authority to tell you what to do and they feel good about that. Like it makes them feel good. I'll be like, listen, I'm going to tell people, i say, you the boss. You tell me. I'm going to tell you what I think and then you tell me what to do. <laughs> this is, I'm just sharing, but I tell, like I tell all the time, like, you know, I tell people like, hey, you, it's like the show show, you know, like just tell me what to do and I'm going to do it and that's it. You know, and it's uh, it's weird, man. But everybody's different, so it's a game, man. It's a game within the game. But that's EQ. Go back check out the EQ episode. Awesome, awesome episodes. Hopefully, I'm uh, taking notes here, man. Definitely. Um, I appreciate you sharing your insight on that. But yeah, man, that's my daily struggle, and I feel like every day I get closer to getting better at that. And I yeah. haven't quite mastered that, but when I do, I think I'm definitely gonna be a big force to, you know reckon with so to speak um just take it day by day but um i'm just saying that to let people know like i might be great as far as like mixing crowds hanging out in different cultures but even i struggle with uh certain pieces like i just said where as far as like communicating with people and trying to bridge the gap um you know you can be very knowledgeable about something but what good is it if you can't uh articulate it to where somebody can comprehend, you know, and that's my biggest challenge in life on all levels. If I, there's so many ideas, there's so many things I want to say, there's so many ways I want to convey certain things, but I'm just not at that level where I'm very precise at articulating everything. And that's my frustration in life, for real. But it starts with your audience though. Yeah, great question that you can ask people when you're just wondering what the heck are these people thinking about? Say something. They just ask, like, what do you think about that? What do you think? Because people like to share what they think and they'll tell you. They'll tell you. And once you know what they think, you can make the adjustment. And if you're like, if you know, if you're operating on the right frequency, you know, I mean, we can pick up, we can pick up on things. And like, once you look, once you identify that, I'm withholding here, but once you identify that this, like, certain people, like, certain leaders, like it's all about them. Like I work with some, for some folks that um, not currently. I'm not putting any timeline on this uh, for my own safety. But like once you realize that it's about them and they only care about themselves, don't I don't like I'm not trying to change people. It ain't my job to teach everybody a lesson. And sometimes it's me that needs to learn the lesson, which is sometimes it's just let some things be. You gotta pick your battles too. But but um yeah. Once I know it's about you, all right, let me let me help you on your journey to where you're trying to go. And then that's it. Because some people are just in it, like they're all in it for them. And it's just disguised as different, different kind of behaviors. But man, you live long enough, you see the game. I know these folks know that. But anyway, that's it, man. Look, I ain't gonna try to be good on time, man. Like I said before we got on here, I just bit, I took a bait and then I ran with it. That's why we run along sometimes, but
It is what it is, man. Anything else, Joe? No, this conversation has been great, very productive. So, um, so when you guys are out there, man, and somebody tell you, you know, you need to expand your horizons and stuff like that, don't get bent out of shape, man. You know, assess the situation for what it is, hence knowing your audience and deal with it the best way you can, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, when someone expects you to change, just know that you shouldn't expect yourself to meet their standards because that's not realistic. You'll never meet their standards no matter how much you try because you're living your life. You're running your own pace. That's it. All right. Hey, thanks for listening. Take care. Be safe.